Looking to shoe up against the best in our sport? The Proprietors' Cup is a true megabuck tournament. It takes place in Dayton, Ohio, July 12th through the 15th. If you think you have what it takes to compete against the best in the industry, then listen to this. The Ace Mitchell All-Star Team Challenge is a place where your five-man team can prove it and win $10,000. Here's how it works. Go to www.proprietorscup.com to fill out an entry blank. The singles event is slated for July 14th, and due to high demand, a women's and senior Megabucks tournament has been added. Check out their Facebook page and click like. Again, the website, proprietorscup.com, for all the details. This is Lee from BowlerX.com. If you're looking for the best prices and service after the sale on the Internet for bowling balls, shoes, bags, and accessories, come check out BowlerX.com. We carry products from all the major manufacturers. All in-stock orders ship out to you the same day. And best of all, we ship your items fully insured for free. That's right. We don't charge for shipping on any item we sell. Look for BowlerX.com at the 2012 USBC Open Championships in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. In conjunction with the event, we will be awarding one lucky winner with a $500 gift certificate, good for anything we carry. Simply go to www.bowlerx.com between February 10th and June 30th, 2012 to register. We'd also like to congratulate John Tassano of Seabeck, Washington, who was the winner of our $750 Brunswick Arsenal giveaway. John walked away with four high-performance balls from Brunswick and a KR Strikeforce four-ball roller bag. BowlerX.com is the online bowling superstore and a proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Surrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Surrar. thought it'd be great to sit down and chat with Matt McNeil. Matt is the only person in the 109-year history of the USBC Open to roll an 800 series in all three separate events. He did it back-to-back years, as a matter of fact, the last three years. Matt, Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, it's, uh, thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure to be, uh, be here with you. Well, Matt, let's begin. How did you guys decide you're part of the Lens Lakers team? How did you guys decide you're going to break down the lanes this year? Um, well, uh, this is my first year at the Lakers, and uh, if anybody had not watched them play, it's really a team, and it's really a privilege to watch because they're, we have a plan. Everybody sticks to it. And, uh, and that's why there's so many titles on our team. And so we, uh, we used the showcase lanes uh, the day before. And we, we uh, tried a, different, a couple different things um, the right-handers did, and, and uh, me and the two other left-handers on the team did. And uh, we, all, we all finally agreed on, uh, on the same plan. Me and the left-handers were going to uh, try to burn a shot and outside and uh, the right hands were going to do the same um, we we're going to mix in a couple uh, guys from plastic um, you know up uh, 10 11 12 create a little push um, you know on the right side um, and everybody stuck to the plan um, and uh, me personally I uh, looking at the pattern I'm you know, I know I, I need to be able to control the back end, so I wanted a ball that's going to change direction a little sooner. And, uh, you know, generally Nationals patterns have um, kind of catered to the uh, way I roll the ball. And uh, so I, 
I had a lot of success out there. Um, me and Chuck and, and Hoppo uh, really set the lanes up very nice. I mean, I, if I could have had another three games on there, I'd probably give a shot, you know, 8-1. Um, it was a great pair. Um, you know, the, the transition was very minimal. I probably moved about a board and a half and uh, maybe just made a, a small release change to try to get around it a little, just a little more at the bottom uh, towards the end. Um, but uh, it, was, it was a very good team event. And Matt, you bring up the showcase lanes. A lot of people, Jeff Riggles has blogged about this, how the showcase lanes, some people say they play pretty similar. Some people say they play don't even play close. What were your thoughts when you guys practiced on the showcase lanes? I think, uh, and from my, my perspective, I, I believe that the showcase lanes uh, hooked maybe two boards more than what I saw out on the lanes at the convention center. I would say I'm, I'm leaning, you know, it's, it's going to be between a board or two. And that was on my side from what I saw. And, you know, there's two pairs of showcase lanes. So, and I didn't bowl on the other, on the other, you know, they're facing away from each other. And I didn't bowl on the other two. So those two could be playing differently than the two I bowled on. And those two could be playing, you know, and that's why I think where we could be getting conflicting reports. Um, but we bowled on the showcase lanes uh, furthest away from the check-in, and those lanes gave me about a board, board and a half, two boards, more hook than I found when I got on the lanes for team event. And, man, obviously you guys had a great score. Again, Matt McNeil joining us on the Above180.com podcast. Is there anything, though, in hindsight that after you guys were sitting around maybe having a beverage you guys decided or thought maybe you could have played the lanes a little bit different? Well, no, uh, a lot of guys really felt like we left some pins out there. Um, uh, our, our team, our five-man team, I think we only had probably four or five opens at most in the three games. Uh, a couple of them were splits. Um Actually, that might be five to seven opens. Um, and most of them were splits. Um, our, our anchor bowler, Johnny, who's uh, one of the best guys you're ever going to come across as far as um, being able to play on anything, um, was struggling a little bit with some pain medications. And, uh, and that was causing, that caused him a, a little variance in the first game. And, and after that, he found his bearings and, you know, he shot 230, uh, 2-0, and that 2-0 could have easily been 220. He stoned a 9-pin on a, on a string, or stoned an 8-pin on a string. So, um, you know, and, and Todd struggled a little bit with his ball choices, Todd's voice, and, uh, you know, we definitely feel like we had a good shot to, to take over the lead. I mean, we really felt the way we set up the pattern um, the way we broke them down, we really had thirty four fifty out there, and uh, you know it's it's that's bowling. You know sometimes you get the bear, and sometimes the bear gets you. But um, the, the biggest part is, is everybody tried one hundred percent, and uh, we all gave it our best. And um, sometimes you come out on top, sometimes you don't. Man, I'd be curious to get your thoughts. Right now, thirty four zero one is leading. What are your uh, thoughts as far as? Will a team, say a Turbo 2 and one grip team, a team that really works together as a team? Because as you said, you do need to work as a team this year on the pattern, probably even more than other years past. Could a team like Turbo 2 and one grips or another team that's left a bowl 
working together, could they break that 3401 barrier? Oh, that's a very big number out there. Um, I think I think if the team does it right, 34 and a half is out there without doubt. Um, going out there, seeing where I saw, if if you get a group of 10 guys who cooperate, work together, plan, have the right equipment, and do it right, 34 and a half is out there. If not, maybe a little more. Um, but I think 34-1 is definitely going to be a top three score this year um, if it doesn't end up winning. I think the only thing that's going to stop that score from winning is if you, you get a really, really solid team. Uh, I'll, I'm going to take Turbo 2-1 grips, um, Jeff Regals' team, uh, who can goes out there prepared and works together as a team. And Matt, what advice do you have for teams? Yeah, there's a lot of young teams out there listening to this right now. What do you think? What can a team do? Maybe it's their first year together. Maybe it's their second year together. But what can teams do the work together like you're talking? And, and how can they really uh, achieve goals that, that we all set as when we head to the USBC Open? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you, um, you know, we, we play as a team. We win as a team. Um, and everybody's very familiar with... Uh, with, with each other's games. I think what's different on this team is that everybody really trusts each other to be making the best decisions. Um, and we we know each other well enough to the point that if things aren't going well, it's even more pressure on that person to turn things around and you know, we don't have to say, oh, well, hey, you know, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that. Um, everybody, we really trust each other be making the best decisions out there. Um, John our, is our go-to guy. Um, he is really the encyclopedia or what have you for everybody's game. And he'll tell you, you know, in the fifth frame you did this, in the sixth frame you did this, um, you should maybe try this, this, and this. And John will give you that advice, but you have to ask him. Um, so when that isn't going on. Our team is really more focused on having fun and staying loose. Um, I think that's why we're able to put up the scores we do is because you know, we keep it fun. And that's our main goal out there is to bowl well and have fun. Matt, I want to get to the hold of the line. After the break, I want to come back and find out if you really thought going into your doubles, you shoot 792 in team event, you then come back and you have to bowl doubles. Let me know what your thoughts were going into doubles. I'd love to have you share that with our listeners. You're listening to Tim Berg, Matt McNeil on the Above180.com podcast. Listen up, bowlers. If you're headed to the USBC Open in Baton Rouge, make sure you head over to the first annual Jet Mulligan Classic, hosted by All-Star Lanes. Take a listen to this unique tournament format. Bowl four games and drop your lowest game. For more information, visit www.jetbowling.com or call 225-924-0124. The tournament runs daily starting at 9 a.m. A bowler using jet equipment in this tournament will receive an additional 20% payout bonus on any place they cash in. Attention bowlers, would you like to help your stability in your approach and at the foul line? With Stability Strikes Bowling Performance Sock, you can enhance your stability and take the edge off any foot, knee, or back pain you may have while bowling. 
The extra mohair cushioning in the heel and toe gives you the comfort and support to compete at your maximum potential. So go to StabilityStrikes.com today. Stability in your game is just a pair away. Looking for some added competition? Having a hard time finding a tournament in your area? Tired of all the added expenses in traveling to a tournament? VirtualTournaments.com was designed to allow bowlers to use their league scores towards a national tournament. VirtualTournaments.com has multiple divisions available, along with brackets and high-game side pots. Visit VirtualTournaments.com today for information. VirtualTournaments.com. Real bowlers, real scores, real money. We're back on the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg, Matt McNeil, you go lane seven and eight for doubles and singles. You're watching, the lo- you're watching, you're helping Matt call the action on lane seven and eight, and you watch how the guys are breaking them down. What were your thoughts, and did you really think you had another 800 out there? Well, uh, and, you know, the biggest thing that I think that that helps me do that is, is I don't think about it. I don't think about, um, you know, if, if I have a good look out there, I don't think, okay, I'm going to shoot 850. I don't think that. I, I, I strictly focus on making one good shot after another and, and really trying to stay in the moment. And the times when I'm not bowling well is, is really times when I get out of sync mentally and and my mind starts to wander and I start wander and I start to think more about mechanics. Um, when I just let myself be myself, um, I'm very, very good at repeating shots and especially, you know, if I have a good ball reaction out there. So, um, that eight forty seven, I mean I it was it was just one of those every time I picked up the ball it felt good. Um, all the timing was good, all the thoughts were positive. It was very one good shot at a time, one good shot at a time, one good shot at a time. And, uh, you know, you should be 47 um, out there. I definitely got a couple of good breaks, um, but I threw a lot of good shots as well. So, you know, shooting 847 at Nationals is just, uh, boy, what a treat. And uh, be able to take over the doubles lead is uh, quite exciting as well. I mean, 1489 is a number. Uh, it's, it's not, uh, not I, I would have liked uh, 15 and change, but uh, we did the best we could. And Matt, I'd love to know your singles pair. Now, you moved from 7 and 8, you moved to 5 and 6. Uh, talk about what you thought was out there, and, and obviously all the, the emotions going through your through your mind and what you're feeling if, as you just shoot 847. You then have to go and bowl singles. And what were your thoughts, and what did you uh, what you see when you moved to, to 5 and 6? 5 and 6, um, actually, I, I, I had a good talk with, my, uh, with, a, with a great friend of mine, Eric Vermillier, um, who had team event on five and six. And there's two left-handers on the team, uh, Sean Ryan, who drilled out at the Hammer booth, who's been on Team USA, won plenty of tournaments, a very talented player. And then Jeffrey Mersh, another Team USA member, very good. Just got a great game, very up and at him. Um, neither of those two left-handers cracked 570. And uh, it made me feel pretty good about myself because, you know, after I got down, I was just like, Wow, you know that that curse is pretty rough, and you know blah blah blah. blah. Um, but what what I ended up finally finding out, and it took me about you know a game and a half to figure it out. Lane five um, was about a board or two tighter than when I started team event, and lane six was hooking about a board or two more than my double spare was. And if you go back and you watch my live stream. 
Um, you know, the first game I go week seven because I used the uh, symmetrical ball that I was using in doubles, and that was on the very tight lane, so that just black seven. So then I ball up to the uh, ball I used in team because I'm like, oh, well, you know, this pair's only had one left-hander on it who's, you know, pretty straight, so it's just a little tighter. <laughs> so then my second frame, I go uh, very, I threw it really well. I go very high flush, almost fast-aided. So I come back, I'm like, okay, you know, just you know, try to get this one close. And it's about two boards left of where I wanted it, and it just sailed, and I left the rail. Um, I didn't end up picking it up. So I'm like, oh, boy, this is not good. So I'm like, well, this lane was hooking a little more, so I'm you know, going to you know, move a little left and, and try to square up on it. And I just made a bad shot, and I leave a five-count washout. And then... And the mental game starts to slip a little bit, and you're thinking about your swing, you're thinking about mechanics, you're thinking about timing, and you know you muddle through. And I'm like, before I know it, I got I got 157. I'm like, oh, this is you know this isn't happening. I just shot 850, and now I'm shooting up 50, and now I'm not thinking about breaking my record that I set in 2010. I'm I'm thinking about just trying to walk out of here with the all events leave. Um, so, second game rolls around, and I, I thrown a couple of really good pitches on the right lane that had just duck hooked on me and, and gone right through the face, and I split on them both. <laughs> and so, so I, I was really questioning what ball I'm, I'm going to have to use on that lane, and I was, I was hesitant to go back to the ball I used in, in doubles because I, I thought I needed a little more core um, to get the seven out. I, I threw a couple shots and I, I week 10 on it or something like that and so you know I was kind of still in ball transition uh, there and I still hadn't figured out the left lane yet and it finally when I started striking on the left lane about three quarters of the way through the second game I finally got two boards right of where I was starting in team event and really trying to slow down really roll the ball be very nice with it um, and that's when you know, I started to carry on the left lane. Um, then I got a couple shots on the right lane that I threw very well and uh, and struck on. So I shot 192, which easily could have been 2-1. Um, had I picked up a 3-9, I missed. And then uh, the first shot in the 10th, I threw pretty decent. I had five around, um, but it didn't carry. So, you know, don't, <laughs> the last game going in, I, I'm like, well, this is deja vu. I feel like I'm in Reno, and it's, you know, 2011 because I need you know I need a decent game here on a tough pair <coughs> to take over all this lead and uh, you know and you know, this pair's pretty challenging and you know the live stream's going and the pressure and if, if you've never had a you know have an eagle within the grasp of your fingertips and have a game on a very challenging pair to do it I mean I, I don't know if you can appreciate the amount of pressure that you're going to feel but uh, I came out and I threw a really good game. Um, I went, uh, I, I struck on the left lane, swashed a seven, or swashed a ten pin on the right lane, came back with a double. Um, I seven pin, late messenger, didn't get it. And that was, it was such a good shot, and I just, I let it get me mentally upset. I went up and I threw angrily at a seven pin and missed it. Um, so I got 97 in the fifth. I said, well, I, I I really need a triple here, and uh, six of 
eliminate if you watch the live stream they're probably the best shots I threw the whole tournament they were uh, just dead pure off my hand all time back so um, I was very happy with those shots I threw a good shot in the ninth, six pins picked it up and I threw a pretty defensive shot in the tenth just to get 2-1 and, and walk out of there with 2002 so um, you know overall it uh, is a great tournament but that singles doubles or that singles pair Matt McNeil on the Above180.com podcast. Matt, talk about what it's like to be the only person in the 109-year history of the USBC Open to shoot three 800s, an 800 in team, an 800 in doubles, and an 800 in singles, all three separate venues. What's it feel like to accomplish something like that? Uh, it's, it's such an accomplishment, um, and to, to do it back-to-back-to-back, to back to back. 2010, 2011, 2012, um, to go out there every year on three different patterns, two different venues, and shoot 800 is uh, is just, it, it speaks to my work ethic, um, how much I prepare mentally and physically for this tournament, um, how much time I, I really spend getting ready for this tournament. So um, I, I, I really feel uh, very proud of my accomplishments, and I, I think it's, I think it's well-deserved. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there who say, you know, he's left-handed. Um, you know, two of those came at, at the stadium, um, you know, which has always had the history of being a left-handed house. But I want to point to out here where everybody has said the left side is no good. Uh, you know, the left-handers don't have as good of a look this year. It's tougher, which it certainly is. Um, but to have my biggest set out here, 847, I think that just speaks volumes about my abilities to adapt and uh, really make some good shots out there. Matt, next I'd like to have you talk to the lefties. We've had uh, Brad Kerr on, we've had Ron Vokes on, we've had a bunch of people come on and talk about how the righties should play the lanes. Want to see what your thought is from the left-handed side, the left-handed perspective. Is there any difference in how the guys should be playing them, or is it is it fairly similar? Well, and what I'm actually going to say is, is going to be true for both sides. Um, you're looking at a 39-foot pattern, and they got a lot of two-to-twos, which makes the front play very slick. You're not going to have a ball, have a hard time getting the ball through the front part of the lane. However, that with the pattern being shorter, less hold in the middle, um, and and a little more out. You know, you're looking at where do I need to control the where where do I need my ball to start shaping? And you're going to need something that reads sooner, slows down, and uh, lets you control the back part of the lane. So. Right then and there, we're already looking at, uh, you know, a tame uh, solid, maybe with some surface, um, something that allows you to play straighter, longer. Biggest problem that I've seen out there just watching teams is you get too many guys who throw a couple shots up the board, and it hooks, and they're like, oh, my God, well, I got to move in, and I, you know, I, I, I got to move in and belly it. And that's, and it just locks them in jail right away um, because they can't create enough push to the left and they have nothing but a swamp to the right, so they just get massive over-under and they don't shoot very well. So um, for anybody going out there, you're going to expect to see, if you tuck the ball two to three boards, it's it's right to the face. Expect a split or, uh, or a tricky spare. 
if you leak the ball two or three boards to the right or to the left towards the, towards the channel, it's not going to recover. You're going to wash out or you're going to 210 or 27. And uh, it, it will happen every time. The trick is <coughs> to be able to have the right piece of equipment that's going to read the lanes correctly. That'll allow you to have a freer arm swing. And when you do that, you're going to create more area naturally. So, you you know, instead of maybe only having two, three boards, you're going to have maybe four, four and a half, five. Matt McNeil, I want to thank you for joining me today on the Above180.com podcast. All the best, and I hope to hear from you soon. Thank you very much, Tim. I, uh, I really appreciate everything you guys are doing for, uh, for the sport of bowling, and uh, you guys really make a positive difference in our sport. So thank you very much. It was a, it was a pleasure.